Hello again. It's me, Natasha Bailey. I edit this glorious podcast, and I am joined by my online wife, my co-conspirator, my co-host, Lauren Ashley Gordon, aka the Orgasm Influencer. And in today's episode, we are going to share awful dating stories. We answer some of our dear listeners' dilemmas. And we ask them questions like, has anyone ever wanked in space? And uh, what would it feel like if Elsa went down on you? Are you not asking those questions? Keep listening to find out, Astro Pervs. Right, what should we talk about? Should we go in? I think we had an email. What would you say? We have an email. Go on. (laughs) Which is the first time we've recorded since releasing, isn't it? Policing. Releasing. Oh, yeah. First time we've recorded since we released the, like, people have heard it. Because we haven't bothered to actually say the email address. We're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to email in, feelingmyselfpod at gmail.com. I would like people to send us their woes and then we can like offer advice even though our lives are broken and shit and we can pretend we know better. Like so. agony aunts. Yeah. Right, do you want a funny one or do you want a dilemma? Ooh, I'd like the dilemma first, please. Oh, we're like Nelly and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Subject, please help me, two exclamation marks. I don't think I should say the person's name, so I won't. Dear Lauren and Natasha, that's exciting. I'm in desperate need of some help. I've been with my husband for eight and a half years, married for three and a half, and the relationship has been turbulent the last couple of years. He is currently six months into his recovery from a pretty heavy painkiller addiction. Our life for three years revolves around his addiction, hiding it from everyone we know, and me picking up all of the childcare and housework while he was heavily under the influence. One of the things that took a big hit during these years is our sex life. He was always exhausted or feeling hungover and I had no interest in being near him when he was in that state. We have probably had sex a maximum of 10 times in the last three years. I've tried spicing things up with sex toys and me taking control and initiating it, but have now reached the point where I don't try anymore due to fear of rejection. He says he's still attracted to me and is nervous and self-conscious after such a long dry spell, but nothing ever changes. Sex is such an important part of a relationship for me, and I feel like we're more friends than lovers. During my husband's addiction, I have been speaking to an ex from 10 plus years ago on and off usually only once or twice a year, but more so over the 2020 lockdown. He is also in a relationship, but we've very quickly fallen back into flirty conversations every time we talk. We get on like a house on fire, but one of us has always been in a relationship when we've spoken. He has ghosted me a couple of times, and I have ghosted him a couple of times. Sometimes I think he's the one that got away, and sometimes I think I'm an idiot for risking my marriage and the life of my two children when we speak. We haven't spoken since April 21, but I can't stop thinking about him. How the hell do I get him out of my brain? And how can I fix my sexless marriage? Please tell me what to do. I wish I went with the funny one. (laughs) (laughs) We are. (laughs) This is a little bit over our qualification settings. But we're going to try for you, dear listener. That is hard. Wow. That's a lot. And I can imagine that that person is feeling so overwhelmed. 
Addiction is such a tricky topic because everything takes a back burner, doesn't it? For the person who's addicted and for all the people that love them. Right, we need to break it down, don't we? Okay. It's almost, she's like a hostage to it. And I can't imagine how difficult it is to support someone through that because you're watching them, what, destroy themselves basically, aren't you? You're watching them do something repeatedly that's hurting them, hurting you, hurting your family, and they're unable to, to stop. And that's got to be, that's some real trauma, isn't it? That's for everyone my first reaction is to say that like therapy therapy is what helped me I would hope that he's in recovery he's getting therapy and I think it would definitely help for her to get some therapy as well yeah because you've got I would imagine a lot of built-up resentment and then ideally you'd both get to a place where you could maybe do couples counseling you're gonna need some real help to get to a place where you can then start having fun yeah me and you are definitely not equipped (laughs) This has got layers, man. But, I mean, haven't we all got layers? We have, haven't we? She's got a lot of them. That is really tricky, and you've done amazingly to survive up until this point. And I think there's nothing wrong with just being in survival mode, is there? Like, you've picked up with the childcare and stuff. You've got, you've helped him get to a place where he can enter recovery. That's amazing. Like, you've been by his side. But you've got to look after you. Because if she doesn't look after herself, she ain't going to be able to help him. And also, she will start resenting him. And once you start resenting someone... They're not going to be attractive. She's definitely not going to want to have sex with him. And then it's a, it's a cycle, isn't it? Also, being in a relationship for a long time and going through traumas and stuff, I I think that naturally happens that you do end up becoming more friends than lovers because you've been through so much together. I think that things like passion, like addiction aside, you know, this is obviously like quite an extreme situation but just in a any long-term relationship where you have difficulties I think sometimes people just think the passion will always be there but it, you have to work on that stuff you have to consistently be putting effort in remembering who you are who they are as people rather than just as parents or as fucking housekeepers in the house like it takes work doesn't it we haven't been told it would take work yeah so we hear it from us wise ones us single people <laughs> it takes work yeah we're not doing it. You were married for a long time. 14 years. I just had my anniversary on the Wednesday. I saw that you got him the Connie to release his album. That was really romantic of you. Well, I just thought we've been defending that guy for so long. I don't know if you want to admit that when I did the unpopular opinions the other day, <laughs> do you want to admit to what your one was? <laughs> it wasn't very popular. <laughs> Listen, yeah. <laughs> I stand by it. Sometimes Kanye is right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor, but Beyonce Single Ladies was a movement, yeah? <laughs> Actually, yeah, she's doing that. She's doing the moves because she remembers them. Oh, does anyone remember the moves from Taylor Swift's video? No, it's all about grey joggers and a skateboard and TikTok now. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying his delivery is great. <laughs> Timing was was poor. <laughs> It was poor, and she's so young. She deserved to have her moment, but Beyonce should have won. Um, very sorry to the lovely person that wrote this email that we just detoured like that. Um, I really feel for you. I think you're an absolute hero for survival as long as you have, and there is nothing wrong with prioritising yourself now. I think it's that airplane oxygen mask thing. Mm-hmm. You put on your own mask first in an emergency, and so if you need to care for yourself, you do that. Yeah, I hope that even just putting that down on paper might have helped you find a bit of clarity mm. on it. Because I know, and you're so brave for like even emailing us. Natasha's trying to get me to journal, and apparently it helps. So it yeah. does. It really does. And I know I sound like such a wanker, but there is something about putting your thoughts, making them a physical thing, commit to the page, 
shut the book, you've done it. I don't know, it helps. I mean, I hope it doesn't make her feel worse, but she's listed it now, so I'm pretty sure she understood the heaviness of it, but it's actually to read it must be really hard, and to hear you reading it. But then what about the whole talking to another guy? With everything that she's got going on, something like that is inevitable. I feel like it's totally a natural reaction. This is too much. I'm going to look outwards to find something that makes me feel better. I think you'd be a fucking superhero if you hadn't done something like that. I think I can totally see why you got into that situation. And I think you already know the answer. If you're both in a relationship, you need to cut cut it off, ideally. I mean, not that I would, but that is the right answer. <laughs> I'm just looking at Lauren like, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Do as I say, not as I do, everyone. <laughs> well, I always think this with you. You're so good at giving advice and you can just see you've got like an all-seeing eye, but you have not got it for yourself. I still see, I just don't do. <laughs> no, you're like in Lord of the Rings, you're that big eye in the sky. I haven't watched it, babe, sorry. Make a Are Harry Potter joking? reference. Make a Harry Potter reference, I'll get that one. Oh, stop the press, she's fuming. <laughs> Are you okay, hun? It's easy. Like, if I had, if this lady was listening and I'd read an email in a similar situation, I bet you she'd have all the great advice because it's just so different when you're actually living it. Yeah, when you're in it, you're blind as well because... I mean, I can imagine, you know, like I said, she must be so overwhelmed. Like, where do you even start? Because when you're in that position where you're constantly putting out fires, you can't really achieve anything, can you? You can't do any growth in time yourself because you're constantly, like, chasing your own tail. So, yeah, I feel like the answer is always self-care in the least wanky way possible. I think looking after yourself is the key in communication, in therapy if you can, group therapy, solo therapy. You've stayed for this long. I feel like you want to make it work. But also, I want her to know her worth and know that she's deserving of everything she desires and wants. And life is too short to be shit. So go get yours, babe. You'll never regret being true to yourself. The one thing I want to come back to is when she said, sometimes I think I'm an idiot for risking my marriage and the life of my two children when we speak. Just for absolute clarity, you're not risking your children's life by pursuing happiness. You're showing them how to live. Mm. we both know that being a single mum is not an ideal situation but I would much rather do that and show my child how to advocate for themselves and find their own happiness oh what's that Glennon Doyle um quote which was my children don't need me to save them they need to see me save myself I have that written in my notes section I think about it all the time because that is exactly it isn't it yeah I always try and think like would I want my son or my daughter to be living the life I've got now and do I want more for them if the answer is I want more from them then what am I doing yeah because I'm showing them right now what to accept what love is what respect is what trust is yeah go off girl (laughs) well it just it frustrates me because I had a lot of people a few weeks ago say like I'm in a loveless marriage but I'm staying because of my kids and I just think no (laughs) like show your children what love is love for yourself what a healthy relationship is like we we are so fucked up because we never even saw that we didn't know what love was as a kid we didn't know what healthy relationships were as kids i am breaking the cycle as hard as it is and that means showing dylan what love is i'm gonna say that quote again where is it i'm gonna find it so i don't misquote our queen glennon (laughs) my children do not meet oh my god i've ruined it okay all right take a breath lubricate (laughs) go (laughs) My children do not need me to save them. They need to see me save myself. 
Sorry, listener, if that was no help whatsoever. Okay, do you want a funny one now? <sighs> yes, please. <laughs> I haven't read this, so this might not even be that funny. I don't know. Hey, Lauren and Natasha, dating the story for you. Yes. A lad I worked in a bar with had asked me out for a drink. He met me after work. I worked in retail as well, and we walked to a nearby bar. We were stood at the bar, and he ordered himself a drink, paid for it, and then sat down. I'm happy to get my own drink, but when he asked me out, I thought he would have at least bought me a drink. So I got myself my own drink. I, I just like to say, at that point, you probably should have just left. <laughs> It's just really weird. It's so awkward. It's rude, isn't it? That's not even about like who's paying. It's just like, why would you order just yourself a drink and then go sit down? I would have got myself a shot as well. <laughs> I would have I would have walked out the door. Um, so and we sat and chatted for a bit. We went back to his. I don't know why I did that after the drink thing. But anyway, <laughs> we've all been there, honey. Um, he pure loved himself and just talked about himself. And to impress me, I think that's what he thought he was doing. He got out his Asda manager's suit from his wardrobe to show and tell me all about managerial life at Asda. Oh, honey. <laughs> I mean, if you work at Asda, no shade whatsoever, but that, that is a bold move. I think he thought that would make my knickers drop. He wasn't a manager anymore, though. He worked in the bar with me, but must have held on to this suit in hopes to impress the ladies. Piss off. <laughs> I would love to hear from him to hear how that is going. I made my excuses and left. A couple of days later, I decided to visit a friend in London. It turns out this lad thought we were in a relationship from this one date and texted me complaining I hadn't told him I was going to London. The day I came back, he knocked on my door to see me. I didn't invite him in and luckily my mum, I still lived with my parents, helped get rid of him. I saw him years later. Turns out he worked with my husband and we bumped into him. He wouldn't even look at me and didn't talk to me at all. Just ignored me and spoke to my husband. Bitter Betty. Oh my God. The complete opposite, but also layers. (laughs) I would like to go back to the Asda (laughs) moment. Um, Wow. I can't even think of like the thought process. Like, oh, I know. What would you, what would you have done if um, that had happened to you? Well, you would have walked out the door at the beginning. But what would you do if you got home and he was like, check this out, babes. This will make your nipples hard. <laughs> I don't think I'd have been able to keep a straight face. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. It depends whereabouts he worked in there. Was he on the deli counter? <laughs> he said it was a manager. And, that's, and again, no shade. Like, that's great. But I'm not sure why that's impressive. Why would you keep your uniform, though? Purely to impress the ladies, obviously. No. He's like an Asda manager cosplayer. I would have thought they'd ask for it back. I went to Tesco's, I had to give my uniform back. Flipping egg. <laughs> Suddenly this has turned into a Louis Farouk expose. <laughs> so he's stolen that outfit from Asda. Oh, okay. And I'm sorry, if he didn't, he didn't even buy her a drink and they're in a relationship that he's manufactured. <laughs> I mean, that is... No. no. I mean, what would have happened if her poor mum wasn't there? She didn't live with her parents. That is so grim. Strange fucking behaviour, for sure. Whenever I look back on what I think are hilarious dating stories, when I look back with my, like, post-therapy outlook, I'm like, oh, no, they were just huge red flags. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Like, that was that was really fucked up, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> All of the time. I've spoken on Instagram about when I went out on a 
we were having like a dinner date. It was New Year's Eve. We we're going to make dinner at home. That is some pressure. Yeah, we went to Tesco's. I hate New Year's Eve because I feel like it has to be good and then it's never good. So it always feels shit, doesn't mm. it? We went to Tesco's to like get some ingredients to make this nice dinner. We got into a massive argument in Tesco's um, about whether or not there should be potatoes in Korma. I was team no potatoes. He lost his mind, um, walked out, drove away, left me in Tesco's, stranded. Stop it. And then I had a baby with him. So, (laughs) you know, we all have our flaws (laughs) and mine is being colourblind to red flags. Wow. Korma is a bitch, isn't it? (laughs) Um, but he did come back and get me about an hour later. We did actually have a nice evening. So, <laughs> you never had a date like that? No? Oh, just me? Babe. Tell me your funny date stories. I bet you've got loads. I haven't, though, because I've literally had like three dates. We've been married for like 14 years with the same guy for 20 years, then became single Pringle in um, a global pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, that's not ideal. I did have a few dates in between. Am I going to go to prison? <laughs> I did lots of chatting. I love to text and yeah. I'm all about the chat. I don't actually want to meet anyone. I'm the opposite. I saw a meme and it was like, the talking stages are done. If you like me, let's go on holiday. We'll figure out if we like each other there. Lauren, no. The talking stage is the foundation. Oh, this so is boring. where you build the building blocks, yeah? The trust <laughs> and the respect. Who are you? You're not going to find out in bloody Ibiza. Um, he will obviously disappoint me because that is inevitable. But at least I will be in Ibiza while he's disappointing me. That seems a lot better than just being in my local town, you know? Oh, I hear what you're saying, actually. <laughs> if I was on Hinge and I would see, oh, I don't want a pen pal, I was like, oh, well, that's what I'm into. So. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, she is currently a serial dater. At least once a week, she's dating a new guy and I'm, I love it. I love all the stories. I love hearing about the dates. She's currently... Go on. She's currently in Prague. <gasps> the guy that she was talking to is in Prague. And he was like, why don't you come out? And she was like, I can't afford it. And he was like, I'll I'll fly you out and book you a hotel. So she's in Prague <laughs> on a date. So why are we not doing that? We are doing it wrong. <laughs> we could be in Prague. Or Ibiza. Oh, I do have one good dating story, but I'm really scared. I don't think he'll ever listen. Okay. <laughs> I said nothing and she's convinced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the chat was good. He was saying all the right things. And he had baked me a sourdough loaf. Oh, okay. I'm here for that. We had a few banty japes. And then we had like a coffee afterwards and it was all fine. There was like a rainbow. It was a moment. And then he said, I'd like to go for a drink. And I was like, okay, we will. And then we went for a drink and um, (laughs) he confessed that he'd just got out of prison. And that's where he got his sourdough recipe from. (laughs) And listen, I'm all for second chances. I was like, oh God, please don't be murder. Please don't be murder. <laughs> Did you ask him what he was in for? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to need more information. <laughs> I was rooting for him, you know? But of course, you know, I'm an idiot and a people pleaser. So I still kissed him. And then I did that whole, you know what? It's not, it's not you. It's me. I'm the problem. I was like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> And he was honestly just stood there going, oh, it's because of the prison thing, isn't it? I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not you. It is me. I should have said, I put potatoes in coma. Okay? I'm going 
Yeah, I think that's my worst one, to be honest. That's crazy. That's wild. I think the thing is that, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem if they'd been in prison, but you'd hope they would tell you before you got to the... Can I also say, he said, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, don't look at the sun or the Daily Mail. And I was like, oh, sorry, what? (laughs) He literally went to the toilet and I got my phone. (laughs) Again, I, I would like to confirm it wasn't him. It was me. When I first met someone, he was about to appear in court over criminal damage to his ex-girlfriend's new partner. So that that would have been a great point to run. I just feel like you see red flags and you think a parade is coming. A bull to a red flag. <laughs> because I know it's it's sick, I know it is, but there is something undeniably sexy about a bad guy. I can't help it. And I'm trying to grow out of it, but I met a guy in a bar. No, like, we, we arranged to meet in a bar. I didn't meet him in a bar. Like, we'd, we'd set up a date and it was in a bar that I worked at. And we were at the bar, it was really crowded, and he had his arm around me, and a guy on the other side of me touched my bum, and the guy I was with, like, nearly punched him in the face, and it was the hottest thing I've ever seen. Oh, Lauren. All of my, I said to you, all my bad dates are just awful red flags. I just want to love you, (laughs) and hold your heart, and your fucking hands behind your back. (laughs) Shake you a little bit, and... (laughs) say oi stop rewarding these bad men with your beautiful unicorn vagina i mean this was a long time ago i haven't gone on a date in a long time um i'd like to discuss while i'm here (laughs) circumcised penises (laughs) have you had much time with them I, i have i've spent quite a lot of time with a circumcised penis i i have never seen one (laughs) and then I was with this guy, but then he got his willy out and he didn't have a coat. <laughs> and I I didn't know. Like, aren't they supposed to tell you? <laughs> this is a real question. This is my dilemma. <laughs> and I didn't understand what I was supposed to do with it. So I would, like, peck it. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. So I just let him, I became a pillow princess and I let him do what he wanted to me and it was a great time. But I never went near his penis because um, I thought I was going to break it. This is hello. <laughs> and he was like, it's not made of glass. I don't think of them that as that different. I, you kind of just go to town on it either way. But <laughs> are you licking your hand or something? <laughs> I mean, you're a little bit spit. All right, this isn't fucking eight mile. Everyone, hopefully listen to our last episode of Poppy. Use lube. Use lube. Oh, so are people using lube with circumcised penises? So shouldn't boys with circumcised penises be travelling with lube? (laughs) Um, I honestly don't think... So this isn't a dilemma that people have? I mean, maybe it is. We'll do a poll. We'll do a poll after this. Okay. But like with a jacket, you've got something to work with. I think it's pretty much the same, though. I'm trying to, like, imagine it. It doesn't feel that different to me. I'm trying to think, like, one in here, one in here. (laughs) So are circumcised penises more sensitive? I mean, I don't have one. Yeah. (laughs) Good to know. If you have a circumcised penis, please can you write in to fillinmyselfpod at gmail.com. I just think, like, the head's just exposed, isn't it? Like licking an ice cream. Oh, fun. (laughs) I guess I just like a little peekaboo, you know? Yeah, it's like a sausage roll that's got like not enough pastry on it. I do think, though, this is a big old tangent, but while we're talking about 
penises. I'm noticing a worrying trend on Instagram. I'm getting a lot of messages about people who are like size matters. And I just don't agree. Do you agree? I do not agree. I really think it's more about what you're doing with it. Working with what you've got, knowing your strengths, knowing where you need some extra support. Like, I honestly don't think size matters at all. I don't know. I'm like all about the extracurricular anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about the main event, is it really? Nah, I need, I need like all that other stuff needs to be just as good. So what if you've got a massive penis and he goes straight in and he's done none of the other stuff? Exactly. It 100% is. I think if people have had bad sex, it's not to do with how big the penis is. It's to do with communication, skill. I'm attracted to the energy, babes. Oh my God. I saw the best. I joined Field the other day. Have you? I lasted about an hour tops but <laughs> it's the best line ever this guy was like um i think erections require connections <gasps> so let's get a drink first and i was like yes you're gonna you're stealing that aren't you i 100 percent am i just gonna wait until it's like she's like it's already on tinder <laughs> oh okay we'll come back to that i did like my own thing the other day when i was like you know like different strokes for different folks different shit for a different clip Sorry, oh, it was so visual. <laughs> well, because that was on the point of like everyone likes different stuff, don't they? So, well, they really do. I have my bestest friend. I hope she doesn't mind me telling this because she's absolute filth. <laughs> but she has the best stories, and she is so matter of fact with it, and I absolutely live for it. So she's got this guy. They have great sex. They clearly have this great connection. They have great chats. It's all going great. And I'll say, oh, you know, we'll call him Wilfred. How was it with Wilfred? And she's like, oh, you know, it was great. Had a great time. We watched a movie. She just said, you know those cookie dough ball bites that you can get in M&S in the bucket? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's lovely. (laughs) She said, yeah, I stuck one up his ass and ate it out. Guys, what is it with putting food up your orifices? On Instagram, we talk about funny sex stories. And I would say like 25% of them involved food. And, you know, the iconic one was the girl that put a Twix up her vagina and then it melted. And they had to scrape it out with a latte spoon. And now whenever I see a Twix, I have flashbacks of like even just thinking about it. I wasn't even there, but I feel like I was. Sorry, but the main point from that story is that this girl had a latte spoon. She used the word scrape. Oh, she gave herself a little Twix smear. They had to scrape it out with a latte spoon. She's recovered from her thrush, thankfully. <laughs> there was another one that had an apple pie. Someone ate an apple pie out of her vagina. Someone, he, her boyfriend or whatever, was eating some chicken nuggets until he put some hot sauce in her bum hole and then dipped a nugget in. Oh, my God. It's so sticky and messy. I've done all the chocolate sauce stuff. Ice cream I've had on my fanny. What else have I had on my fanny? Oh, I've told you about my Prosecco time. My God. (laughs) I don't know who I thought I was, like a playboy, playmate. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, just put the Prosecco on. Both of us instantly were like, oh, it burns. I keep thinking, like, we're not together anymore, but I'm probably the Prosecco on the fanny girl. Oh, I always wonder, like, what am I? When you're telling your friends about me, like, what am I? I found, I've actually found the Nugget story, and I'm going to read it because it's so good. Um... Oh my lord, this brings back memories from the other month when me and my partner were having an interesting session. He's into feeding and I like to eat. So naturally, cheeseburgers and nuggets was a solid choice. Anyway, 
He put spicy barbecue sauce on my bum hole and proceeded to lick it off. But it was spicy and it burned to fuck. I had to sit with a cold flannel in between my cheeks. <laughs> Stop it. Lauren, but like how much would it take someone to convince you to put something in your butthole like that? I saw a TikTok explained it very well. It was like your vagina is a cul-de-sac. So it's like a dead end. Things can't go very far. But your bum hole is like whole roadmap and it could just keep going and going oh yeah and do count i think count them in and count them out because that is just a nasty infection waiting to happen Ooh. just make sure everything that goes up comes down it is a weird one but i i kind of think that you know we said before about like your tolerance for disgust goes up and i think yeah. the same the same with stuff like that like in the moment i'm very much more into stuff than i would be like stone cold sober yeah that's so true because actually now i'm thinking about it I get so turned on that someone wants to lick my arsehole. But actually now talking to you, I'm like, oh, damn. Someone someone licked my arsehole. Do you know what? I know a guy, though. This drives me insane. This guy won't kiss me after he's come in my mouth. Stop it. Oh, it's gross. But he will lick my bum hole. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) What is wrong with you? But I also want to read you some more of these funny food sex stories that I've now found. An old boyfriend of mine put cherries up my minge. (laughs) And of course, the stems came off when he tried to remove them. I had to go to the emergency room to get two of them out as they travelled so far up my cooch. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Hard no. Oh, I do love cherries though. This is what I was talking about. My ex once ate a whole apple pie out of my vag. Took three sittings. But I've got, I've got questions. Yeah, I had a lot of questions too. Did he just ram a pie up there? Or did he go, oh, the next bit's going up. I'm going to put a sliver up now. Well, yeah, because in three sittings, I'm hoping she didn't leave it up there the entire time. Was it warm? I, I did ask if it was ice cream or custard that he had with it, but she didn't reply. Oh, it was cum. We'll never forget the look of horror on my first boyfriend's face after putting a fun-sized Milky Way in me. It melted so fast and looked like I'd had some kind of shit explosion. Took days to get out. (laughs) Here's one I would absolutely do for you. Mate turned up at my door and I had to fish peeled, squished banana out of her vagina for her. (laughs) I'd do that for you. I would do that for you, babe. I'd just roll up my sleeves. I'm going in. Part the Red Seas. I really appreciate that you would do that for me. Um, once burned a boyfriend's balls with melted chocolate. See? Be safe, guys. Be safe. So what is your view on food and sex? I, mean, I enjoy food. Do not get me wrong. But I just feel like all of these stories are just thrush waiting to happen. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I want to lose apple pie up my vagina. I want to eat apple pie and then have really good sex. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. eat an apple pie out of a vagina? Oh, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't as confident as then. <laughs> like, I probably, if someone asked me to, like, it would be rude not to. I feel like asshole is way too aggressive, but a vagina, yeah. I Well, I'd think about it. I wouldn't want it up mine, though, because I just do feel like... Oh, but then if they're going to town on you, babe, really trying to, oh, get every last crumb out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I just felt they should be doing that without the pie. Yeah, true. And now I've got visions of that, you know, that screensaver of that pug licking the window. Yes. Like yes. that. 
yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I get it. I kind of get the appeal, but I just feel like the pH balance down there is sensitive as it is. You should see mine with a fucking lush bath bomb. I can't be sticking apple pie up there. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't feel like pie and Twixes belong on there. It feels like a waste of a good Twix as well. Like, I do enjoy a Twix. Also, other question, one finger or two up there. Do you know what I mean? Just get a four-finger Kit Kat and be done with it. Like Yeah, but definitely don't put Prosecco on your genitals. Well, that is actually one I was about to read. It says, don't pour Prosecco onto your conch and his dick. Tastes great, but burns like fuck. Oh, my God. Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Another warning. Boyfriend asked to lick toothpaste off my clit. Do not do it. It fucking hurts. <laughs> Have you ever used that tea tree um, and mint um, soap on your vagina? Oh, uh, uh, now funny you bring this up because I've been tr- using a product. Um, it's like a intense. Oh, a clit like. Yeah, and it it feels exactly like that. Like someone just going. <sighs> Yes, yes, with really minty chewing on breath. It's like Elsa going. It is exactly like getting licked up by Elsa. I can hear you, but fucking get it off. Please call this episode getting licked up by Elsa. Oh, Olaf. Really pleasure with that carrot as well. To be fair. Oh, actually, would you get off with Olaf? Now I'm thinking about it. Yes, yes, I would. Because that carrot's huge. Imagine riding that face. This has gone to a dark place, but we were talking about food and sex, and that is combining it. If they've got a carrot nose, you could fuck it. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, there are dildos. You can get, like, a fake carrot. And- so I might do that then and get someone to dress up as Olaf. <laughs> yes, yes. Any volunteers, email. Feeling myself pardon. And I'm going to come as the reindeer. <laughs> Although I always had this horror story of someone at a wedding, a bridesmaid, getting with some, one of the groomsmen and riding his face. And she was so pissed that she broke his nose. <gasps> oh. I know. And now I'm so scared to sit on anyone's face. No, you mustn't be scared. Look, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, I mean, I still do it. <laughs> at least they go doing something they love. Do you know what I mean? Imagine, no, but like, let's just take a dip into toxic masculinity for a second. Imagine what a hero you'd be to your mates if your nose got broken. <laughs> I don't know, but what a powerful clit. He would earn Hall of Fame status. He would be happy. He'd be fine. You might. You should try this one, ready? My ex once popped some frozen Maltesers inside my fanny. Felt amazing, and he enjoyed retrieving them with his tongue. After a while, though, they started to melt, and I was kind of like a human chocolate fountain. <laughs> The bedding looked like I'd shit myself. Yeah, I'm just not into the chocolate thing because I don't want... I don't even fart in front of boys. I don't want them to know I shit. Oh, babe. Here we go. Look, people drinking champagne out of my pussy is my favourite. So does only Prosecco burn then, do you think? Does the real... Yeah, because it's like a poor man's champagne, isn't it? Of course. So champagne... I don't know if I'd risk it, though, man. Do you like a little... Excuse me, mister. We just need to do a patch test. Get your balls out and dip it in this coop. This is my life in a fucking nutshell. So obviously my child is called Dylan and like his cousin has, since she was a baby, called him Dildils. And apparently, I wasn't there, but apparently she was like quite innocently talking and she, apparently she she said Dildo. <laughs> she called him Dildo. So all the adults obviously started laughing. And so they were like, what? What's a Dildo? What? And um, so when Dylan's dad brought him home, he was explaining this to me. And he was like, yeah, they told him that it's like a, 
a plastic penis. And I was like, well, actually, they come in all different types of materials. <laughs> oh, Christ. I was like, that isn't really it. And then Dylan goes, well, what is a dildo? And then his dad goes, it's the thing that your mum has all over the house. <laughs> I was like, can you not? I mean, there is one literally on the shelf in the living room. But it is actually um, a penis sculpture, I would argue. Yeah. Lovely. Art. Well, I was having dinner with my two best mates and... Uh, we went around my friend's house for dinner, but her two kids were like watching Moana or something next door. And then they they came into the kitchen where we all were and with the Lilo Sona and they were like, this is buzzing. What is it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a phone charger. <laughs> when I first put that penis sculpture on my cupboard, on the cupboard on the shelf, they then thought it was a lion's foot. So I just went with it. <laughs> the lion's foot. How big was it, babes? Yeah, we call it Aslan. <laughs> Ooh, would you shag Mr. Tumness? It would have to be doggy, wouldn't it? Like, you couldn't get on top. You could get, like, a strap on, couldn't you, and attach oh. it, like, on top of him. Is that bestiality? Is that illegal? Oh, we've gone down a dark path. I love when people talk about um, char- like cartoon characters and stuff they find attractive because there's just something about some fictional characters, isn't there? Like fucking Robin Hood, the the fox, the Robin Hood the fox version. <laughs> this is really taking a dive. This is why we're in therapy. It's. I think a lot of it is to do with Disney. Actually, I'm sorry. This is where it started. Like Beauty and the Beast, he held her hostage. And he gave her a few books and she was like, oh, all right. I think Disney have very recently realised we don't want this bullshit narrative anymore. Um, because, yeah, if you look at all of them, most of the princes are assholes. The princesses, that their only goal in life is to marry someone. Yeah, but they also have to give up a huge part of themselves to... To do it. Whereas the, the more recent stuff, like Moana, I love that there's no love interest for her. Frozen, like, is Elsa a lesbian? I feel like I read a rumour that she's a lesbian. No, I will tell you right now. I looked it up because there was like a moment with one of the tribes people in the Frozen 2. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure I've read that she might be a lesbian. But then I read Elsa is asexual. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so funny. I've entered this whole new path where the kid wants to actually watch movies. I've been waiting eight years where he will actually sit and watch them. But it's so funny because we're co-parenting. He watches like the movie with his dad and then he wants to share it with me, which is amazing. But like something like Vivo, he was like, let's watch it. The entire time he's narrating the whole thing before it happens and he's like well he dies he does this or he does that and I was like I don't even have to watch the movie um sorry but I can't wait till you're a bit older and I basically spoil Titanic for you (laughs) if that was a friend I wouldn't I would not stand for it I'd be like get out well you should you should teach him decorum oh he's so cute though we have the opposite we have like a race to show Dylan the film first (laughs) because <laughs> we both want to show it to him so we have to get in there first and Dylan's really into like the 80s movies like we watched a lot of Free Willy we watched E.T we watched Look Who's Talking like he oh. loves those kind of movies so I do enjoy them the old Jumanji was a fave like I just watched new Jumanji with Max loved it have you watched the second one not yet we watched the second one at the cinema I felt like they were reaching I felt like 
And then at the end, it was like Jumanji 3 coming. And I was like, I think you need to stop now. That's how I felt about Space Jam 2, though. Space Jam 2 felt flat. Bizarre. Well, have you seen it? It seems to me that it's some kind of warning about algorithms going to kill us all. Like, that. that's what I took from it. So I don't know if that was what they meant, but it felt awful. Shit. Very, very strange. I don't want to be reminded of the dangers of my real life. Imagine being the first woman to masturbate in space. Where the fuck did that just come from? Space Jam. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, fair, fair, fair. All these stupid men going to space. Is anyone wanking? Googling it. Wanking in space. Because if someone with a penis was wanking in space, where would the cum go? Is it? Oh, there's a lot of, okay, there's a lot of Reddits. Oh, and Russell Howard has done a whole YouTube video on do astronauts wank in space. Okay. There's an interview here with an astronaut, and it says, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Too many pop-ups. Except, leave me alone. I just want to find out if people wank in space, for God's sake, pop-up. No one has ever publicly admitted to having sex in space. (laughs) But it has likely happened. (laughs) Good to know. Here we go. One of the key stumbling blocks for even initiating having sex in space is that space's lack of gravity means that getting hard is really hard. Interesting. Gravity helps our blood flow to the lower parts of our body. So in space, blood rises to your head and chest. It's not impossible, but it would be very difficult. And it's not just people with penises who suffer. Decrease of blood rushing to the genitalia means that swelling of the clit and vaginal lubricant would also be greatly lessened. Aren't you so glad that I asked this question? Like, you were like, where's that come from? Then you Googled it. Now we're here and we have educated people. Who knew? So you need gravity to get aroused, yeah. (laughs) Every day is a school day, man. Isn't it? So what are we taking away from this episode? (laughs) You probably can't have sex in space. You probably can't. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Yeah, and you should sit on Olaf's face. Yeah, and just like watch what you're putting in your fanny. I think we should just not let anything in there, really, until they've proven them their worth. Shouldn't we, Lauren? I'm talking to myself here. Yeah. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new plan. I have this, I talk about, talk about in therapy how, like, I worry that I'm not being authentic because I give out advice and then I'm out here ruining my own life but I'm, I tried to be very open about the, that fact <laughs> I think you're very self-aware that's the first step surely we're self-aware and we ask the questions and we're curious cats you I should think. put that on your dating profile if you do do that you should say got facts about getting hard in space get on Instagram right now and tell the people Wait, I can't spoiler alert for our episode man you could do say you- do you want to know if you could get hard in space <laughs> Listen on Monday, find out. Do the two hour episode. No, no, no. Literally won't do it till the last minute. No, is the answer. <laughs> In this week's episode, we talk about fucking Olaf. Would you consider tongue in Mr. Tumness? <laughs> That's why you do the write ups and I I don't. Yeah, you just turn up, babes. <laughs> <laughs> what I've just realised though is that I'm sure there's like an astronaut porn niche. But it's all a lie because you couldn't have sex up there. Oh, and then that makes me think of the absolute opposite as well. Is there a scuba diving sex niche? Because it's like gimpy, isn't it? Please hold. 
Well, pe- and do people wank in submarines? Are you googling that now? Oh my god, a semen! Make a semen joke. There's comes there's oh, some sort of joke yeah, to be made semen. there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a lot of reddits also about um submarine masturbating. And so, how do we feel about reddits? Are they facts? <laughs> I mean, they're more factual than this podcast is. So. <laughs> hey, we're asking questions. We're finding out answers together as a team community <laughs> there is so much sex on submarines okay i'm falling into some porn sites here now so i need to retreat all i'm thinking about now is aquaman that's where my brain's gone it's so hot i would sink his semen <laughs> so you would have sex with maui he's my type he would definitely leave me at tesco's i was gonna say that Probably has potatoes in his karma. But what would you leave someone in Tesco's for? Buying an apple pie to shove it up your vagina. Or if they wanted to buy ketchup that wasn't Heinz. Why do the other ones even exist? I <laughs> don't get it. I, I don't know. Like, just give it up. Like, these guys won. I'm really sorry, but just stop trying. You're pissing me off. <laughs> I'm not having it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't realise how mad I was about it. And on that note, don't shit where you eat. Always masturbate before contacting a person just in case it's a waste of time and you're just horny. Yeah, and only ever use Heinz ketchup. I have genuinely been completely overwhelmed with the like the response that this has had and like the nice messages and it's been brilliant. Like people are actually listening. Which is fucking wild. Quite a few people said, like, oh, it's just, I feel like I've just been having a chat with my mates. And, like, that's exactly what we wanted, isn't it? And I love that. Isn't that good, though? Because that is what we wanted. I'm proud of us. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends. Finger yourself. Bye. (laughs) That's it. We got it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Feeling Myself. I've been Natasha Bailey. She's been Lauren Ashley Gordon. Please feel free to email us, review us. Please find us on Instagram. All our links can be found on the show notes below, including a special 10% discount code for the Sex Boutique Self and More. We really are so grateful to anyone who listens to us. If you have time, we'd love you to rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast. And have a great day. Love you. Bye.